episode 251 of the Parkrun Adventures podcast. My name is Melissa Ellis and I'm joined by the Shell Harbour ED who's not adverse to some morning light under the Windang Bridge <laughs> and dad of three amazing girls. Happy Father's Day, Ollie Spake. Thank you very much, Mel. Um, that's right. I do love the morning light. Uh, that's when I get <laughs> up at the right time. Not a lot of that happening too consistently these days, but it's um, it's it's still a light shot that I haven't been out to capture for a number of months under the bridge. So I got my work cut out for me. <laughs> We're but, waiting with anticipation. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It will happen. It will happen. It will happen this month. Um, there's a lot of motivation out there now. So I think, um, yeah, I'll, I'll capitalise on that. I will get up <laughs> and I'll get that shot. But, yeah, thank you very much for your kind introduction, Mel. How are you? I'm good. Did you have a good morning with your beautiful daughters, Hannah, Ava and Zali? I did. Um, pretty relaxed morning. Got out for a brief walk while uh, everyone had a little bit of a sleep in, to be honest. Called my dad and got my streak in, came back, and that's when it was time for everyone to, um, yeah, enjoy it all together. Croissants, coffee, uh, more coffee, more croissants, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, some cool cards that I'd gotten two days prior because the girls can never wait. Oh, bless them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that that was a lot of fun and, um, yeah, just a couple of simple little gifts. What about your household? How did Paul enjoy Father's Day? Yes, all good here, a bit of Indian takeaway mm-hmm. and um, family TV night, so all happy and good on, on that respect. That's good. And what about your not parkrun day, Mel? How was it? Well, it, it was interesting. Uh, I... <laughs> I pulled another theme out. Um, <laughs> we went for a jailbreak theme. So I dressed as a prisoner and Dazza dressed as a prisoner and uh, we had some fun. It made for an interesting streak, Ollie. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> so um, A couple of looks. Being that it was a prison theme, I had purchased especially for the theme, some handcuffs, mm-hmm. you know, toy handcuffs. And I thought, oh, it'll be really funny if I go out to the waving corner where I every week on my Not Park Run, we wave across the road to Toolan Creek Park Run because we mm. can see the course from our side of the road. And I have that shot every week that I do. And I thought, oh, that'll be really funny if I go out there and I get that photo with that handcuff around my wrist, which I did, but I dropped the keys as I was <laughs> so mm. I was walking. Uh. So after I took the photo, I'm still walking and the handcuff is stuck on my wrist, which I didn't really mind until I came across another person walking. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I was really self-conscious that I had a handcuff stuck to my wrist and how is I going to, like, what would this person think <laughs> about why I was walking along with a handcuff? Yeah, I tried to shove it in my pocket. It didn't really work. Anyway, I just sucked it up and <laughs> hi. <laughs> and they quickly speed up. <laughs> yeah, so that was funny. I, luckily, I'd bought two sets of handcuffs. Um, so because oh. Dazza was wearing one set, yes. Uh, so I had two sets of keys. So when I got home, I could obviously like 
remove that. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that was fine. But uh, you'll be pleased to know I went out on another street today and I located the missing keys on the ground. Oh, good, good. Yeah, so it was just a little bit funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're still streaking? Uh, I am, The yes. streak is still going. It yep. is. Uh-huh. Yep, I've kept it up. Um, I was I was a little bit off last week, I've got to be honest. I was feeling – it was just a big week, Holly. We had a big week with the episode and all the videos we shared, and I think it just took a lot out of me, and I was feeling a bit drained, I think. So I wasn't up to my usual training sessions that I'd been mm. doing. I didn't have energy left for those. So yeah. I just walked um, a minimum of two kilometres yep. when I didn't feel up to it. And as Pippa had suggested in her tips last week, I knew I had a two-kilometre circuit. Uh, so I just went out and did that each day yep. when I wasn't up to anything else as a minimum so that I could continue the streak. So, yeah, I'm still going. What about you? Oh, fantastic. Hey, look, um, I agree with you and echo your shout-out to Pippa there. Uh, that's kept me going. So thank you, Pippa. Uh, I worked out my two Ks and it was handy. You know, I could just walk and talk to Dad on Sunday morning. Um, the streak continues, though proud to say so last two days this i'd say i was going to say this morning but actually i only streaked whoa, two hours ago uh so a couple of days of walking but before that running uh, a bit slow on the bingo challenges so i do need to pick up the game there okay uh, but it it has been just so motivational to see everyone just getting in and giving it a go obviously you know our long-time streakers just blow me away but the number of people Getting in and giving streaking a go as first timers, whether they're doing the bingo challenges or not, uh, it's just fantastic. So thank you everyone for sharing and and you know being a part of it. Uh, that's what's keeping me going. The streaky September group has just taken off, hasn't it, Ollie? It has. We've got so many new people. It's fabulous to see. Everybody's embracing it. Yeah, that's it. You know, you, you, you see the different levels of creativity because, uh, granted, we don't all have flightless birds nearby. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess it's it's just starting to come home to, uh, dare I say, come home to roost for me. That's the, <laughs> um, you know, the, the lack of definition with some of these things. I personally could not tell whether a, a park bench counted if it was a picnic table park bench. So, uh <laughs> I'm loving seeing all the park benches. I really am. Yeah, it's a nice tip of the hat. Yeah, and I've been out and uh, just today I picked up a, a tip from one of the desert posts that we're going to hear a bit later on mm, um, mm. And, uh, and incorporated that in my streak. Maybe I better not tell you what it was. <laughs> That's because it, spoilers, yeah. I know, spoiler alert. And, and I mean, you, you mentioned it before, Mel, I think uh, – I've certainly been a bit flat as well after a big week. You know, it's it's a big week in, in Parkrun Adventures world. It was such a high of all of the 250 videos. And, again, thank you to everyone that's been a part of that. Uh, it was a part of the podcast. that was a part of the videos. Sharing those lovely messages, you know, amongst our community. How cool was that? Yes, and thank you to, for all the people for the lovely feedback on Episode 250. Yeah, no, it, it's given me a really big kick. 
there's so much we, we could have we could have reflected and talked for uh, much much longer. I'm sure we could have given that PB a real shake. <laughs> and Ollie, I I had a couple of highlights that I forgot to mention. Yes, well, here we go. Here we go. Maybe we'll hit the PB this week. So the episode where the Channel Five news crew recorded the Bonnie Tyler song, yes, Total Eclipse of the Heart. I mean. Mm. That has to be my number one highlight. I can't run past a park run course and see turnaround painted on the ground and not have fond memories of that. I, I think it might have been the final episode for 2019. I didn't fact check that. <laughs> no, because we were talking about this just before, offline, of course. Um, but... It had to be before the beaches uh, because, open disclosure, I remember driving into Newcastle to go to Palm at the beaches. Oh. And uh, I was screaming that out. I was belting it out. Oh, so, really? Uh, it, was, it was before the beaches, which was April 2019, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay, so it was 2018, final episode 2018 then. Mm, okay. Must have been, yep. unless it was before that. But, uh, yeah. No, no, because yeah. last year, because last week we discussed that the final episode Christmas. of 2017, mm. that Christmas song. I wasn't involved yes. in that one. I wasn't on the news crew yet, uh, so yes. it yeah. had to have been following that. Mm. So it must have been 2018. But yes, in any case, huge highlight for me. Even though yes. I was absolutely terrified at the time, singing with, <laughs> and sending Scott that recording because my voice is absolutely terrible so i was so mortified to send him that recording but in any case he did a very good job of editing it that i could hardly tell which voice was mine <laughs> luckily maybe he didn't even use me i don't know <laughs> ollie another highlight yes that is just since we've come on mm. as hosts is having the informant join us mm. that's a highlight and that was in episode two Hundred and seventeen. Yes, and having brought him into our um, our entourage. Yes, entourage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, shout out to the informant. He's a big part yes. of our week, and um, and he contributes highly, and we really appreciate what he brings to the podcast. Oh, and uh, hey, I suppose we've had um, we've had a bit of help um, in that capacity throughout the year, and you know, even with the new informant, the intern, the upbeat one, the cheeky informant the cheeky informant <laughs> but uh yeah i think the um yeah good good help uh goes a long long way and uh if it were me looking up those stats we'd, we'd be getting all sorts of mail <laughs> we'd be we'd be fact checked 15 times a week yeah and i think it's it's worth mentioning ollie it's producing this podcast every week it's not just you and me there's very much other parties in the background contributing a huge amount which we really appreciate yes yeah I, I think they are truly some, some great highlights, Mel. Uh, it just goes to say how fortunate we've been to uh, to have such a great community and such great help. And uh, now that I think of it uh, and how fortunate we were to get a video from the informant as well, <laughs> that was a nice surprise. <laughs> it was funny, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. The cheeky informant would have none of it. No. Oh, well, maybe by the time we're at 500, unless their identities have been revealed at that point. But I understand they're quite, quite protective about that. But how about the Paralympics? How exciting has that been? Yeah. Have you been watching it? And, and that was the other thing that last week, it was such a whirlwind mm. um, that I just didn't get to appreciate. Like I, I, after 
obviously watching Jared, I made the point of catching up with Jared and then just seeing whatever highlights I could, obviously Lauren Parker. But, yeah, I think the weekend gave me a chance to catch up. I was uh, tired from the weekend and then I'd kind of just – freed the calendar for the weekend given I had uh, jab number two, Mel. So um, that that gave me the chance to uh, ease up and, and have a bit of time to catch up on some of the Paralympics action. Well done you, Ollie. Congratulations <laughs> on being fully vaccinated. How are you feeling? Oh, good. Yeah. If anything, I felt like I'd exercised. So uh, I think my body was a bit confused because I hadn't. Um, <laughs> but uh, but. Just happy. No one gave me a lollipop, but uh, oh, I'm happy. Oh, really? Yep. Yep. Did you take the fully vaxxed selfie? <laughs> no. No, sadly I didn't. Oh, opportunity lost. <laughs> <laughs> really off the beat with the uh, with the selfies at the moment. So, uh, my yeah. goodness. Yeah, my, my apologies. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure anyone's complaining for that matter, but, yeah, regardless. Um, to get back off my tangent, though, yes, some of the Paralympics action and, my gosh, um, Jared. Yes, he he got a bronze medal in the 1500 metres. I will be sure to get my distances correct, Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies last week for incorrectly stating the distance of the five-kilometre Paralympic <sighs> park run. <laughs> you, you're referring to the uh, the the 500 meters. Um, the, <laughs> yes. We, I guess we're so accustomed to calling it a park run rather than than claiming the distance, aren't we? I know. I got that wrong. Yeah. <laughs> oh, never mind. But another cracking finish that was. Oh yeah, no, he did yeah. so well, and like for his first Paralympic appearance, three mm. medals. So he he got a silver in the Paralympic park run. He then got a bronze medal in the 1500 meters mm. and then he got a silver medal in the marathon yep <laughs> all in a week's work <sighs> i know so he ran a time of 2 hours 2609 fabulous effort so well yeah. done jared and i didn't also mention last week got so excited about the fact that we were celebrating him that I didn't mm. mention he's a Victorian park runner for Hales from Diamond Creek that has uh, ran Diamond Creek Park Run and Westerfeld's Park Run. Yes. So that's why I was so excited. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, well done to him. And, of course, to Madison. Yes, two gold medals, a brilliant achievement, a gold medal in the Women's T54 Marathon in her fourth Paralympic Games. Yeah, um, I didn't see much of the women's marathon, but I certainly saw the finish there. That was an exciting one. And I'm sure there was probably a lot of other Paralympic athletes that have connections to Parkrun, and we would happily celebrate them. If you know of them, please let us know, and we'd be happy to um, look into it and talk about it more. Yeah, absolutely. Always happy to have a chat, have a chat about them, have a chat to any of our athletes, but it has been wonderful to watch Mel. Disappointing to, to see it gone, to see it, but I think it, it has been a very welcome event uh, in these times. I think a nice distraction for many of us that have been locked down. Um, obviously, for so many of us that you know, life isn't quite as we know it. And yeah, just fantastic to see these people achieving great heights um, despite the chaos and adversity that has been uh, all about for the last year and a half. What are we going to do now, Ollie? It's just going to be the masked singer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. The girls are certainly counting down to that here. 
Well, Mel, someone else that's been enjoying the Paralympics, I suppose it's fair to say enjoying, that they've actually had a, a quite a significant role there, is one of our own Channel 5 News crew member, Lyndall. Now, while she was busily hotel quarantining upon her return, I had the chance to catch up. So uh, let's have a listen. We're lucky to be joined this week by one of our own from the Channel 5 News crew, Lyndall Murray, who's just returned from the Tokyo Paralympic Games. Lyndall, thank you for freeing up your schedule for a chat. How are you? I'm good, Ollie. I'm in hotel quarantine, so as it turns out, I've got a bit of time on my hands. Well, that's good. Um, I understand that there, there are still some activities. There's still a bit of life in quarantine. Um, have, you, have you got a few things going on now that you're back? Well, I will be working from hotel quarantine, so that will fill in my weekdays. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yes, but well, truly. A few, yeah, a few of the officials um, have also had to quarantine in their home countries. So we've got a little quarantine support group. So we're doing exercise classes and um, one of the guys has got a guitar. So we're doing a sing-along tonight, I think, as well. So there, there, there are a few things on my schedule, Ollie. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. And did I, uh, did I recall correctly that you did – somehow manage a not park run. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I <laughs> so the um the apartment that I'm in is probably ten meters long and there's a strip of tiles that I ran up and down this morning to get to my five Ks and did my not park run. Wow. Wow. I got a bit dizzy by the end of it. I have to admit I got a bit dizzy <laughs> and had to so I'm glad it wasn't ten Ks and it was only five Ks. Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, that's a spectacular effort. Um, glad you picked the tiles, not to wear a wear a track in the carpet, but uh, well done. <laughs> um, now, look, many of the listeners, of course, would be familiar with your background in officiating, but can you share with us just how long you have been officiating and, and then obviously stepping much, much forward, how this has seen you wind up as a technical official at the Tokyo Paralympics this year? Yeah, I've been officiating in triathlon for I think it's about 17 years. So it is quite a while now that I've been involved with the sport on that side of things. So um, obviously it's a process over time to get the experience that you need and the accreditation that you need um, to be able to be nominated um, to to go along to the Paralympics or the Olympics for that matter. Um, So Triathlon Australia, I was on the shortlist for them um, as one of the six officials that they put forward for the Olympics and Paralympics. And um, that went to World Triathlon and to the technical committee and to the executive board. Um, and I was lucky enough to be the Australian official selected to um, go along to the Paralympics. So it was quite a process and, yeah, one that I'm really, really honoured to have had for sure. Yeah, and look, all in very interesting times as well. Um, I imagine it's quite a lengthy process. At what point did you get that green light, that go-ahead that you're, you're headed for Tokyo? Oh, well, well, the selection happened quite some time ago, obviously, because the Games were originally scheduled for 2020. So I think I was selected back in 2019. Um, but I did not get the go-ahead to actually get on a plane and my tickets weren't booked till about – um, I think it was only about two weeks before I was scheduled to depart Australia. There was just so many um, bit of red tape and hoops to jump through to make sure that I could um, not only get to Tokyo but obviously return as well. So I was lucky enough that Paralympics Australia 
included the international technical officials in their negotiations with the government to get extra quarantine places on the return to Australia. Um, so I'm not taking a place from anybody who, who wants to come home, um, any citizens that are wishing to come home. Um, it has all been above and beyond that and negotiated through Paralympics Australia. But that, that took quite some time and, as I said, I only really got final sign-off, you know, probably a month or six weeks ago really from, from where I am here today. So quite a stressful and very emotional roller coaster <laughs> that yeah, I've been on yeah. to finally get there. And, yeah, it's it's been worth it. The experience I had over there was just tremendous. So, yeah. Yeah. So can you explain what, what was your role? over there and what was it like in the I suppose the fairly unique conditions yeah so um look everything was unique really the role that I was assigned was chief video review um so my role was to work with the head referees um for the paratriathlon to help try and find video evidence of any um indiscretions that happened on the field of play um but also review feeds um I had four different feeds coming into um, a set of monitors that I had to monitor and, and um, yeah, just, just look for some of those um, inf- infringements on the field of play as well and um, capture that footage for the, re- the head referees to review and make decisions as to whether they were um, penalties to be actioned by the team. So it was, I guess what's unique about that is that that kind of role only happens at the really big events uh, because mm. obviously it requires a lot of technology and infrastructure and a lot of the events that we officiate just don't have that um, the budget to provide that infrastructure for us. So, again, it was quite, quite stressful going to the biggest event I've ever been to and doing a role that I've never really done before. So <laughs> um, it was quite an honour, <laughs> again, to have that, um, you know, responsibility put on me. I was quite, again, really honoured and pleased to have, have had the opportunity to give it a go and um, it went really well, yeah. Um, so that was unique. Um, I guess in terms of how the event unfolded, once we were there, you know, we were living in a bubble, so how the event unfolded mm. on the day and the way that the experience was for the athletes and the officials was probably not that much different to a regular race day. Okay. Um, we obviously wore our face masks and um, tried to maintain our physical distancing and, um, you know, there was a few things put in place to make sure that those things could happen. But by and large, we tried to keep the um, actual event as close as possible to regular race day. And then there was the bubble. So that was a whole yeah. other experience on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> and and was the bubble ever present, I suppose? That was your your entire realm while you were over there. Um, did that change during your, your duties or, um, you know, once you'd finished your duties, did that morph into something a little more relaxed or was it just a, a completely self-contained environment? Yeah, really keen to, I suppose, get a bit of an idea of it. Yeah, so the bubble started from the moment I left home really in Brisbane. Um, I flew to Sydney and then over to Tokyo and, you know, as soon as I got off the flight, there were, well, there was only four passengers on my flight to Tokyo from Sydney. Um, when I got off the flight, it was straight into bubble life. I was greeted by volunteers to go through um, a separate path for people who were arriving for the Paralympics. Um, we were COVID tested at the airport and had to wait to get a clear test before we could even proceed out mm. and grab our luggage and get to the hotel. Once we were at the hotel, that was it really. The only places we were allowed to go were the hotel and the venue. Mm-hmm. So it really was living in a bubble, like literally being in a bubble. 
I was actually pretty thankful to have that bubble, to be honest. Um, you know, the people of Tokyo are in a state of emergency currently with their COVID. Yeah. And so for me, I was, I think, you know, I, I felt safer being in the bubble, to be really honest. Yep. Um, it took a bit of getting used to, but once, we, you know, we adapted really well. I think there was a few really interesting things that came out of the bubble. So obviously we couldn't go on sightsee or anything like that, but we still had mm. our social catch-ups amongst the technical team. We'd had some Zoom karaoke and <laughs> um, <laughs> some fun activities via Zoom. Yep. One of the other interesting things, what part of our bubble was a 7-Eleven that um, it is sort of adjacent to the hotel we were staying in. And so we had lots of adventures down to discover the local treats at the 7-Eleven. And- <laughs> Any favourites? Well, the, we discovered um, cup soups and rice balls, which were fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I plucked up the carriage to try some, some, I still don't know what it was, some kind of fruity liqueur mm. that I tried, <laughs> which was pretty, pretty unique. But yeah, it was, we'd, we, every day we'd, we'd jump on WhatsApp and, and say, oh, I discovered this at the 7-Eleven, you need to try this one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think the other thing that was really great was the national technical officials um, from Japan felt really strongly, like the Japanese culture is such a beautiful culture and the Japanese people really want to host people from other countries and so they really went above and beyond and really out of their way to try and provide some cultural activities for us as well at the venue. So there was a couple of afternoons where we sat down and, and did some origami and we learnt how to write Japanese characters and uh, we also participated mm. in a water ceremony, oh. um, which is a traditional ceremony from the Edo times of Japan yeah, it was again. It was something that was really special. They explained a bit of the the history and culture of the water festival, being about the whole idea is that if you do good things for others, then that makes you feel good and and does good for you. So, yeah, we just got to really participate in a few really fun and meaningful, I guess, activities with mm. the the local tos, which I think will will stay in my heart forever. To be honest, it was. Um, yeah, we may not have had those experiences and felt that kind of bond had we have mm, had the time mm. to go and sightsee or to go to restaurants or do other things, you know. So I think, you know, I think that's probably what a lot of us are experiencing at the moment where we we can't do some of the things we'd normally do but we find find fun and find happiness in things that we may not have done before. So, yeah, that mm. was certainly my experience at Tokyo. Oh, that's really lovely to hear. I think what struck me as a viewer, um, obviously have seen just a fraction of, of the perspectives that you will have experienced and seen, but uh, Tokyo and, and the Japanese have done a fantastic job and obviously all of the organising committees, all of the volunteers and the associations behind them, but it's just such a fantastic job at, I suppose, adapting to this situation, providing everyone with you know such a, I suppose, set of inspirational experiences to to take in in these times but but also to kind of tip the hat and acknowledge that we are in different times now and take the ceremonies and and uh, everything it's just been such a i think a fantastic job at, at bringing that to the world and um some of those experiences seem fascinating as you would say they're obviously quite different to what you might have experienced otherwise but but good that you've been able to still you know gain something uh, outside of even just your your duties uh, something from the culture 
I'm curious, you probably haven't had much of an opportunity to, you know, to go to events or anything along those lines, but if you had any any favourite, you know, performances or any favourite events that uh, you've taken in across the course of the week or have you even had a chance to see them other than from the video screen? Yeah, not really. We Again, we were in our little bubble mm. and we weren't able to go and and um, experience any of the other events and that's, you know, another thing that is different from officiating at this this level of event quite often you do get the opportunity to go and you know see other events and we just we just didn't have that opportunity this time yeah. at all so I, I it was difficult to find some of the um events on the japanese television stations to be honest and mm. um you know i couldn't get seven plus because it doesn't work outside of australia so uh. <laughs> it was actually a little bit difficult to keep to keep up to date i guess one thing that we did reflect on as a group was uh, one of our medal winners in the men's wheelchair event, Jesse mm. Platz. I don't know whether I'm saying his name correctly, um, a Dutch athlete. I think he won three gold medals in three days. So he he competed wow. not only at the triathlon um, in the wheelchair category, but then he then also um, competed in cycling events and won, I probably get this wrong, but I'm going to take a guess, uh, that he won the hand cycle um road race and time trial so well done to him he's just phenomenal. a yeah, absolutely <laughs> phenomenal effort he's just a machine and and the loveliest guy as well every time I've, I've encountered him at a, at a paratriathlon he's always been lovely to deal with and and um really appreciative of the you know the events that we put on so yeah that i guess that's one mm, that i would reflect mm. on for sure oh well Thanks for sharing some of the experiences there. And, and now, of course, you're in hotel quarantine. I hope you've got some more episodes of Survivor to catch up on. Um, you, you, yes. you can watch a bit of 7 Plus, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep, I've been catching up on some of the Paralympics <laughs> and I am making my way through the Survivor. I was two weeks behind on Survivor, which was a bit of a tragedy for me. So I've been trying to catch up so that I can <laughs> jump in for the last week. I think it's the last week this week. So. Oh trying to make sure I can jump in and, and watch the rest of the episodes in real time. Well, the challenge is on. Um, look, what an amazing experience, Lyndall. Thank you for sharing it with us. I hope you keep surviving quarantine. Glad to have you home safe and well, and um, we look forward to more Not Park running updates from Hotel Quarantine, although perhaps a roving report might be a little uh, a little too much of a challenge in these circumstances. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that I'd find <laughs> anyone to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe not a roving report, but um, hopefully in the next couple of weeks I'll be out and about and roving reporting again for the Parkrun Adventurers. Excellent. We look forward to it. Thank you, Lyndall. Thanks, Ollie. Thanks for that, Ollie. I enjoyed hearing from Lyndall and the experience she's had over there in Japan for the Paralympics. Uh, must be amazing, and we're glad you're home safe, Lyndall. I agree. It was great to catch up. And uh, <laughs> hotel quarantine sounds busy, Mel. Um, I think they have all, all sorts of Zoom activities. I felt like I, I should have asked Lyndall just to, to give us a bit of an insight into what uh, what fouls she might have called or what penalties she might have called. So, uh have to save that for another day. Yeah, was she like the third umpire, Ollie? Mm. Yeah, that's it, and on such a scale. So well done, Lindor. Yep, we're very impressed. Yeah. Another thing we are impressed by, Mel, is... Um, You've got mail. We've got some mail. Yes, we have, Ollie. It was exciting to hear from a couple of um, 
couple of our listeners, one a little bit more unusual than the other, but uh, would you like to read us the first one, Ollie, from Bruce? Yeah, and I'll stress that Bruce is not the one you're calling unusual, <laughs> uh, just, to, just to clarify that. <laughs> Uh, Bruce said, hey, team, congrats on the 250. What a milestone. Thanks for creating the New Adventurers Run Club, and I am now proudly member number 14. I guess that would make me runner 14 if this was Able Township. (laughs) Did you also notice it is possible to show the not parkrun tally for run clubs now? A pretty cool extra motivator. Speaking of zombies, have you tried for an interview with the producers or actors from the app? Cheers, Bruce. Wow, that's a good idea, Ollie. Mm, yes. Uh, people are looking into it, if I'm not mistaken, Mel. That's correct. Yes, we're going to see what we can do. <laughs> we're going to try to contact um, somebody official from the Zombies Run app, mm-hmm. and if we can't, we'll just take other measures. That's right. But, uh, Ollie, we also heard... <laughs> We also, <laughs> how can I put this? I think just, let's just read it, Mel. Let's just read yeah. it. Okay. It reads, yep. my dear adventurers, please accept my apologies. I didn't listen to the pod till Monday and miss Dabby's challenge. I promise to do better in the future from the Inverloch Stomp. <laughs> Sincere apology. <laughs> Who knew we could get an email from the Inverloch Stump? Yeah. <laughs> Don't quite know how to respond. No, no, no. You're, you're a bit, bit, bit stumped, are we, Mel? <laughs> Good one, Ollie. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> not sure that's deserving of any sort of compliment. <laughs> but th- thank you, Bruce, and thank you, Stump. Um, <laughs> we do love hearing, and um, I'm sure that the challenge will be met. I don't know that Abby will be so impressed with that. No. Okay. We might leave that till later. Yeah. All right. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers. No spoilers. Uh, Mel, let's um, let's move on uh, because Dazzers was pumping. It was. Dazzers was busy. Do you think the bingo card had anything to do with it? Maybe. Yeah. Might have been a factor. <laughs> but that's okay. You know, introduce people to yeah. Dazzers. They might turn up and like the atmosphere and come back. And, it, look, it was a week of celebration, a week of celebrating the 250, a week of celebrating the start of streaky September. And uh, and for some of us, celebrating doing a park run. So uh, of our park runners uh, that we heard from, we heard from Pippa White. She said, hi, Dazza, a hot chocolate and whichever cake is left, please. Harrington Country Park Run in just over 26 minutes. I meant to run a second time and take pics, but I did cheering and chatting instead. Jenny Reedman. Look, very fitting, I have to say. 250 for me today and realised my permanent marker wasn't permanent. <laughs> I'll have to rewrite all the 250 parkrun names. Oh, goodness. <laughs> mm. um, big congratulations, though, Jenny. Well done. We also heard from Linda Coombs, Warwick Parkrun's eighth anniversary. The three of us were on the original event team. Our theme was come representing your favourite holiday destination. And we had also heard from Val Warwick. Late to Dazza's today. I will have to make it afternoon tea instead. Steve and I were volleying at Port Sorel Parkrun today. It was a stunning spring day and it was fun divesting myself of my puffer jacket down to my apricot shirt. 
Hopefully spring is here to stay, but being Tassie, I won't hold my breath. Loved the podcast 250. Sending best wishes to all in lockdown. Oh, thanks, Val. Thanks, Val. And uh, from me, hello, Chico. (laughs) (laughs) Mandy Oliver, I didn't feel like I was actually getting my feet off the ground this morning, but a rainbow at Surface Paradise was nice to start. And then we heard from Stephen Warwick. Val checking out results after volunteering at Port Sorrel Park Run as she closes in on her 100th milestone in a few weeks. I think that's a volunteering milestone, is it? Mm. And Errol Poole, it was a Macca's drive through coffee for us this morning. Attended Padawalonga River Park Run with my daughter to regain my South Australian statesmanship again. Woohoo. Well done, Errol. Yeah. And Greg Garner. Out on a parkrun adventure with my mum to Baringa Parkrun this morning. And we heard from Janet Reed. Good morning, adventurers and streakers. What a glorious morning for Lockheel's sixth birthday. The parkrun weather fairies were most obliging. 235 brightly coloured smiling parkrunners celebrated with our newly created playlist. Then it was back to the clubhouse for bubbles to continue the fun. We raise a glass to all our friends in lockdown and hope you managed to not park run today. Park run love and hugs to you all. And apologies for the chihuahuas. They <laughs> <laughs> so were very excited. Yes. Yeah. Great to see some some park run anniversaries in there and happy birthday to our park runs. Um, Mel, we also had a couple of our Channel 5 news crew. Uh, reporting in. So Cam, Cameron Drake, a beautiful day for a trot round Dawesville park run followed by coffee at the Leprechaun. Set my sights on an unrealistic time and made it by eight seconds with a rock star finish. Spent so long chatting afterwards, it's almost time for lunch. Sounds like Cam had a good morning. Yeah. Yeah, Well done, Cam. And I like the finish. I wish I was there to see that one. Mark Scarborough. Scarborough's collected a K at Kununurra Park Run WA today. And talk. Tony O'Connell. No coffee at Eagle's Nest. Help. Please send latte. <laughs> Alison King. Morning. Another Linmore not park run today, followed by a lockdown live with Vicky and Stu in Hamilton. Wore my fluffy singlet to celebrate Winter Pride because the special Winter Pride park run was cancelled. And uh, our Channel 5 News crew member in qualification at the moment, Tracy Wood. Morning, Dazza. After my run this morning, I got myself an iced latte to cool down with. It's getting warm here. And on the not parkrun front, we've got Melanie McGregor. A not parkrun for me here in New Zealand. It's a stunning warm spring day. I started my day with a five-kilometre run and then did another five-kilometre walk with my dog, Scout. Ticked off a few bingo and bingo, as I have three cards going at the moment. Hashtag streaky September bingo. Hashtag runs with a barcode. Hashtag not park run. Coffee at Dazza's Cafe can now be ticked off too. Achievements. And then Helen Davis. It's been one of those mornings, so we are on our third coffee. We did get out and enjoy our five-kilometre walk with some hills. Even managed to do it roughly at park run o'clock. Avo bacon cheese and egg keto wraps for brekkie here today and 95% chocolate with coffee number two. And uh, I'm with you there, Helen, on the 95% chocolate. <laughs> and Vicky Thompson, 
Did the Gerties not park run this morning while the weather was fine? Only had a smartphone for two weeks and haven't mastered selfies yet. That's okay, Vicky. Practice makes perfect. Yes. And we heard from Richard. Good morning, Dazza's Cafe. Slept in this morning, will run later. I did catch up with my sister in Canada over Messenger this morning, so that was nice. Now it's coffee time. I wonder if she's a park runner over there in Canada. You'll have to let us know, Richard. Mm. And Ingrid Botha logged my first not park run in a while just because I've joined the Adventurers Club. I was number six to join, which means technically I'm following runner five and therefore must be a zombie. <laughs> and we did try to work out who was the fifth person to join the Adventurers Club, and we believe it's Peter Pullman. He's runner five. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll 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 see more in in due course, but yeah, I think I think you're right there, Mel. A Bailey shot. So we heard from Brett Bailey. Happy 250th podcast. Not park run on a cool, clear wood end beach with Tanya and Brunner in our Pegasus 250th shirts, commemorating the first Canterbury earthquake 11 years ago today, early on a Saturday morning. Wow, 11. Mm. Tanya Bailey, Woodend Beach, not parkrun today in lovely sunshine, home for cooked breakfast and a Zoom quiz with our parkrun friends. And Rebecca Bailey, Banksia Avenue, not parkrun this morning, lovely morning for it. We doubled our numbers today as housemate and fellow Kiwi in Ausland joined in for a first time not parkrun. Happy streaky September and Kiakaha Christchurch on this 11-year anniversary of the first earthquake. And I apologise for the pronunciation there, Beck. But we're thinking of our uh, New Zealand comrades uh, mm. at that time. Yep. And we heard from Bruce Purdy, our part-time doggo Kelly and I went for a wet weather road, not parkrun. Suffice to say, a wet Kelly and a muddy Bruce by the end. <laughs> and Chris Fraser. Only managed a half knotty. I think too many streaky kilometres in these legs. Pick is of someone's reply to a what do you eat that others find weird post. And the response was a hot sausage roll on a well-buttered finger bun. Had them at school and no one else wanted to bludge a bite. Winning. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> he always comes up with something unique, doesn't he, Chris? Yeah, yeah, I haven't tried that one. Um, I'm not sure if it's on the list, Mel. <laughs> no, I don't think we'll have a club for that. No. And we heard from Sam Schroeder. Happy 250 pods, Dazza. Can I have a skim flat white? Too late? Sorry, I was too busy painting parkrun rocks this morning and got week 10 of the Love Shack not parkrun done in the late afternoon drizzle today. And we heard from Will Barlow. Up. Up in the rain, up the mountain, up with the goat. Lots of love to you all from the ACT. And good to hear from you, Will. Yep, up in the hills with Will. That's it. Mm-hmm. A few more not park runners uh, still to come. Margie Lewis. Hey, everyone at Daz's Cafe this morning. Glorious morning for a not park run here. Have a great day. And Adrian Hillier. A not park run at Pepper Tree Park Run with Cooper and a takeaway coffee and cinnamon scroll from Botanica. Bernadette Bennett. And Mel, you were referring to Bernadette a little earlier mm-hmm. in the pod. 
Suburban pirate, not park run this morning. A 5K loop of the seven seas with a hearty R before seeking safe <laughs> harbor in our very own sea. Fresh juice and granola this morning, please. I love that, Ollie. You did well. <laughs> well, it, it sort of grew. It's no Lindell, but it grew. Um, <laughs> and Lynette Ann, cappuccino, please. Just got in before the rain. Nice heating in here. And welcome, Lynette. Welcome to Dazza's. That's right. Yeah. It was nice and warm. It was full of uh, some great reports. Thank you, everyone, for sharing and joining us at Dazza's. And I was very impressed with Bernadette's composition of her Suburban Pirate Challenge. Bernadette posted a photo of all the street signs that were the seven C's that she collected and the R. So, yeah, (laughs) I was inspired enough to go out and do that myself today in my local area and that was a great inspiration because it was my rest day from my training and uh, it uh, gave me a focus and, you know, spiced up my walk today and took me down streets. To be honest, Ollie, I wouldn't normally go down. I went on this different route finding all these street names that started with C and saw a lot of different areas that I wouldn't normally see otherwise. So thanks, Bernadette. Oh, what a great outcome. That's just lovely, hearing the sharing, just inspiring new adventures, even the simplest of adventures. uh, They go a long way. Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, it just made my, my walk a little bit more interesting because otherwise I would probably just, you know, walk my normal route and have no reason to vary it. But today I did. Now, Mel, we've been fortunate enough to hear from a few of the crew with roving reports this week. So uh, why don't we tune into them now and have a listen? Hello, Parkrun Adventurers. This is Mark reporting in for the Channel 5 News crew, and today we are at Kununurra Parkrun in Western Australia, and this will be our last parkrun in uh, WA as we uh, are just outside the Northern Territory border and we'll be uh, crossing over in the coming days. Uh, so Kununurra Parkrun takes place at Swim Beach Park in uh, Kununurra. We're going to have a parkrun and have a few a chat to a few people here today. I'm here with uh, Megan, who's uh, Kununurra Parkrun with me. Uh, good morning, Megan. How are you? I'm good, thank you. And uh, what brought you to Kununurra Parkrun? Uh, so I'm travelling with my family at the moment. We've come from SA and we're travelling around WA for the next few months. Um, and I'm trying to fit in as many parkruns as I can. This will be my first visitor parkrun. Uh, so first to WA? Yes, yeah. So first on our trip, we left three weeks ago. Okay, so you've come out through the centre? Yes, yeah, yeah. And where is your home parkrun? Uh, Renella East Parkrun. And uh, what are your, your key ones you're going to be ticking off, do you think, in um, WA? Uh, as many as I can. Uh, hopefully uh, we're there uh, on a Saturday morning. So this is, yeah, the first one that's kind of lined up for me. And the, the family didn't get out of bed early with you? Uh, I almost got them to come, but not quite. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> and what got you into um, Parkrun originally back at South Australia? Uh, so it's actually my auntie and uncle um, in Hamilton, Victoria. So they started Parkrun um, just for fun and uh, I heard their stories and um, watched their posts on Facebook and thought that well, why not get into it. Um, it actually started my running journey um, doing Parkruns. Very good. And here you are in uh, Kununurra ready to do a Parkrun here. 
yes, yeah, hopefully it's not too hot for me. It's a big weather change. <laughs> yeah, it is a bit warm, but uh, we'll see how we go. Right, enjoy your parkrun. Excellent, thank you. I'm here with uh, Graham now. How was your Kununurra parkrun, Graham? Well, it was a bit warm. Um, being from South Australia, I'm used to cooler weather, so this sort of temperature and humidity was a bit tough today. What's your home parkrun? Uh, so Torrens in South Australia. What brought you to Kununurra today? Um, we're full-time travellers, uh, so 20 months ago we sold up the house in Adelaide and bought a big caravan and been travelling around from parkrun to parkrun ever since. So I noticed you're wearing the 250 milestone shirt. How long ago did you hit 250? Oh, just before COVID actually, um, so just before COVID-1 hit, um, so that's got to be, what, a year and a, and a bit now. Um, only managed another 30-odd park runs since then. And uh, so travelling around, how many unique park runs have you done? I think we're very close to 80 at the moment now. And where, which way are you travelling? So have you come from Adelaide and then headed a particular direction? Uh, well, with, with border um, closures and things like that, we were doing the east coast laps of the east coast. We've done about two or three of those laps, and then we've, when the borders opened up, we finally made it up through Darwin into, into Kununurra, and now we're doing the west coast down and uh, through to Perth and then back to Adelaide and, and then see what happens from there. So 280-odd park runs ago, what got you started? Um, I would basically it was just that Torrens Park Run was created. Um, I was doing long distance running marathons and things like that and never really did fast stuff um, but when Torrens uh, was created I just want, went down there to see what it was all about and suddenly found that 5k's is really really hard even <laughs> if you're used to doing marathon because you've just got to basically go flat out for 5k's and it absolutely kills but it's great fun and it's a really great community. Now, travelling around, 80-odd uh, different park runs, what are your top three without naming your home park run? Oh, that's so hard. Everything, <laughs> everything is, there's so many really, really good ones um, that I would be really struggling. Uh, if you'd have given me a 10-minute notice, I probably could have come up with them. Um, but this, I, I really would struggle to put my name on one at the moment. Um, I've found that there's been some really pretty little three-lapper, four-lappers, which I thought I'd never like. Um, there's been some trail ones, um, but I really would struggle to put my name on, on one. Um, this, this is a really nice course here at Kununurra. I really like the path. Um, but it would just need to be 20, no, 20 degrees cooler for it to be my favourite. <laughs> and uh, what's, uh, what's next on the, the calendar then? Um, well, we're going west, um, and I have to say I'm not entirely sure. Uh, I've got a feeling that Broome would be our next major capital, but I don't think there's a park run there, so I'm going to struggle to find another one for a while. So we've just come that way, and if you listen to the Park Run Adventurers podcast, the last couple of episodes, you'll hear some reports of mine from... Uh, Caratha and Dampier. Um, I didn't do a park run there, but spoke to the EDs there. Um, but um, we've also got Port Hedland, so a, you've got quite a few to check out in the next couple of hundred kilometres. Oh, that's fantastic, because that's pretty well what we do, is we pretty well plan a holiday for, for, to be at a, at a location where there's a park run each Saturday. If, if, it's, if it's humanly possible, we'll be here. <laughs> All right, well, we'll stop there, and I'll have a chat to you offline and give you some um, tips about the ones that are coming up. Thanks for your time. No worries. Thank you very much. So I'm here with uh, Wilva, who is a Kananoa local. Good morning, how are you? Yeah, thank you. Um, I'm very well. It's getting a bit, bit warmer, so uh, higher humidity, and tonight we might even have the first rain, what is unusual for Kananoa at September. How was your, your parkrun today, and, and what number Kananoa parkrun for you today? Um, the parkrun today, I, I did under 22. My, my PV is sort of under under 19 so i did run this this year under under 19 and normally run uh, shorter distances i just started over three years ago and uh, yeah um 
Today it, it was obviously warmer, and uh, but I have a few little tiny injuries, so I took it easier to over under 22. And uh, yeah, it's a great day. It's it's enjoyable if you don't run every day. Uh, your personal best. <laughs> <laughs> so how many park runs have you done here? Okay, yeah, um, I did 98 here and uh, all over I did uh, 102. I did a couple of them uh, uh, Darwin, which are around uh, 200, uh, 800 kilometers away. And last year before COVID, I was very, very lucky. I went to Germany and in Germany it's picking up too. There's a park run just north of Frankfurt. It's called Gießen, 70, 80 Ks. And I did a couple of them in freezing temperatures now, so um, even 19, 19 minutes and uh, and we have a very nice setting. Uh, we're sitting after the park run together in a in a in a soccer clubhouse, and we have a buffet, 40, 50 different things: coffee, cake, and people bring things, and uh, people put in money, and uh, that was great. Uh, around 150 people maybe running up there. Maybe not in the moment with COVID, but that was a great experience. Park run international, fantastic. Yeah, some of the German park runs are back, but I think there's still a few on, on pause there. What, what does park run mean to you here at um, Kananara? Yeah, park run, park run for us, it's great. It's because it has nothing, it's free, no alcohol is, is, is attached and uh, everyone can, can come. And we had recently uh, um, some improvements. Uh, the Shire helped us to clear uh, the starting area and also the run track and uh, the bike path is, is also uh, newly sealed and... Uh, it is a it is a great place. It's a whole loop, and uh, it's very nice. You can see the birds, and uh, it's hot. You need to make sure to drink enough. But Kananara Park Run uh, um, is for me. I, I did run maybe the last three years um, over six thousand, seven thousand kilometers, and it's it's a great uh, a great way to meet other people, and uh, also for fitness. It's it's just in, invaluable. It's a fantastic uh, start. What, what we did in, uh, in in the UK, yeah. Well, thank you very much for your time and um, enjoy more travels around. Yeah, thank you. Bye. All right, park runners, that's us done here at Kununurra Park Run and uh, also coming to an end of our time here in Western Australia where we're heading um, towards Northern Territory now. We'll talk to you in a few weeks on the Park Run Adventurers. Good morning, Parkrunners. It's Tracy in a tutu, and I have bounded from Brisbane to Bundaberg, back to my hometown with its beautiful beaches, Bundaberg rum, and occasionally a large white polar bear. Um, I've turned up at Bundaberg Parkrun course. Uh, it's still fairly early yet, but I'm going to wander around a bit. Let's see who all you can go chat to. Okay, I found Tanya, um, and she's a local to Bundaberg. I tend to go to Bargara Park around a bit. But Tanya, we actually met in Brisbane, um, and I know 2020 was a bit of a <clears throat> to some people, but for you especially so. And would you mind sharing a little bit of your story? Sure, I can. I can do that. Um, in 2019, October, my son was diagnosed with leukemia, so we had to relocate to Brisbane, and I spent 10 months in Brisbane. Um, and that's when I sought out um, um, running buddies and I met Tracy. Um, but I've just, um, running saved, saved me. Uh, we got through our, our year um, mm. down there um, by running. Mm. Excellent. Tanya, can I just say it is really, really good to see you back in your hometown and things are just so normal for you. It is it is wonderful. It is just lovely to it's see. It's so much, so much nicer to be home, but it was nice to, to be in, in Brisbane until COVID hit and that, of course, made 
life harder than it was already for yeah. us. So, um, but we're, we're thankful for small things and park runs. I got to do some different park runs down there before that all shut down. So <laughs> that was that was exciting, you know, in, in itself too. So I had to try and make the best of of both worlds, like. Yeah. Try and find a positive in in a negative situation. So touring's not big on your radar at the moment no. because you're happy to stay home, aren't you? <laughs> yes, definitely. Well, thanks for coming into Bundy Park Run to meet me. Anyway, yeah. we'll have to do Bar Garrett, not Park Run tomorrow. Then yeah. sounds lovely. Sounds good. And I finished the course. I found Amanda, isn't it? Yes, Amanda. Hi, how are you going? I am great, thank you. What's your job this morning? I'm being timekeeper this morning. Mm-hmm. And now I finished 34. I was pretty impressed with that, but I'm told there's not that many people here this morning. <laughs> no, you're probably about the middle of the pack today. Mm-hmm. Position 34. We'll probably get about 50 or 60 finishes today. Yeah, excellent. And is this your home park run? Yes, yes. I literally live just up the road. <laughs> <laughs> and you volunteer uh, here a bit? Or? Yeah, yeah. I try and volunteer at least once a month mm-hmm. um, give my give my time back to park run yeah You'll... but I'm down here most weeks yeah excellent and is timekeeper your favourite role no no, no. no, no. Timekeeper oh. is probably the hardest role, but saying that, it's really easy. Like, it's pressure. It's, it's pressure. It's pressure because if you press that button twice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I think my favourite is probably barcode scanning. Yes. Because you get to chat to everyone as they come in. Yes. And you get to find out if they had a good run, a bad run. Did they get a PB? That's probably my yeah, favourite. Yeah, I'd have to agree. And you do, do you do touring much at all? Uh, not a lot, but if I am somewhere where there is a park, on a yes. Saturday. I'm you're there, there, you're there. Yeah. Okay. Have you got anything on your radar? Anything you want to get head to? I'd like to get back to Brisbane. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, it's been a while, but my parents literally live up the road from Stones Corner. Mm-hmm. And so I'm pretty keen for that one when it reopens. Mm-hmm. Um, would love to do some stuff in New South Wales, maybe mm-hmm. eventually. Mm-hmm. I've seen some beautiful park runs there, but yeah, nothing concrete on the radar. Excellent. All right. Well, nice chatting to you and yeah, thank, thank you. you for volunteering this no morning. No worries. Thanks. And last of all, I found Matt, the run director, here today. Um, now, Matt, I've heard you're the shy, retiring type, and I'll be lucky to get a couple of words out of you. Is that right, Matt? There may be a little bit of truth in that, but I, I can neither confirm nor deny that. <laughs> Excellent. How's it all gone this morning? Look, this morning's been great. First, uh, first run of spring, mm. uh, nice crisp morning to start with, but warmed up really quickly. Um, not a huge crowd, but that's one of the things we love about our parkrun in particular. Um, our numbers fluctuate between 50 and 100 probably most weeks, mm-hmm. and most of the people who are coming to Bundaberg are regulars and enjoy that atmosphere of being a regular runner. Mm-hmm. Now, for the um, listeners of the podcast, could you possibly describe Bundaberg Parkrun course? I can describe Bundaberg Parkrun. Bundaberg Parkrun is in the beautiful Queen's Park, which lies adjacent to the Burnett River. It's a three course with a couple of small little hills, um, mostly bitumen but a few little grass patches um, as we come up behind the hospital. So our park is situated directly behind two hospitals and an ambulance station. So <laughs> we find ourselves, you know, if anything does go wrong, which mm-hmm. it never has, mm. um, we, we reckon we're pretty alright. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Okay, well it's relatively flat. There's a couple of small undulating bits. Um, I did pass by a creek. I, I thought that we actually ran over the bridge at one stage because I have been here before but that's no, not right. No, no, no. The, the run itself comes around the corner. Yeah, we come... One side we've got parkland, on the other side we literally run right along the riverbank. Yes. Um, a couple of little causeways that you go over, concrete causeways, uh, with the creek that runs 
through to feed into the river. But it's yeah, it's it's a nice little area, a few mangroves, a uh, little bit of a, a pong occasionally mm. from the mangroves, but it's still one of those nice little runs, especially as you're coming down and the sun's just coming up over the water and you mm. can look back and see the bridge and mm-hmm. the rowers out on the water and just enjoying the atmosphere. Yeah, excellent. And how long have you been doing this, Matt? Um, I have been part of Parkrun since before we began. Yes. Since we, I started my Parkrun journey at Barimba in Brisbane and then moved back home to Bundaberg, at which time there wasn't a Parkrun, but um, someone who's become a good friend of mine who was our first ED here, um, Melody Scott was Melody. pushing to get mm-hmm. it up and running yes. and I saw the story in the local media got in touch with Mel and became one of her first RDs Excellent. Uh, and now Mel's sort of retired from yes. the ED role and I've taken on that role Excellent, alright, well I've had a great morning here, thank you very much for putting it on and thank you to all the volunteers and thanks for chatting to the podcast Always great to have people come visit regional Queensland especially our little town that's got yes. the best of the bush and the coast <laughs> Thanks Matt Okay, that's all from me, Tracy and the Tutu, signing off from Bundaberg Park Run. Uh, I'm going to go before the midges actually carry me out of here. Okay, chat to you another time. See you on the V side. Hello, I'm with Amber, who's the run director. Um, you're also the event director, I assume. I am the event director. I'm a co-event director, but my co-event director has moved to Rainbow Beach in the interim. Okay, and whereabouts are we at the moment? We're in Wondowin. And the name of the park run is? Is Waterloo Plains. And why is it called Waterloo Plains? Uh, that's that's where we start and finish our, our park run here. They don't get named after the towns anymore, so Waterloo Plains is the environmental park that we um, meet at. Okay, and why did you choose Waterloo Plains as the uh, uh, the course? Uh, Parkrun have rules around not being able to cross roads, so we don't have a lot of pathways around here that would loop into a course. So we had to find somewhere that was off road, and and this was the perfect place. So I went for a drive okay. one day and found a course. <laughs> okay, and how would you describe the course? It is a trail. It is there is no pathways at all. It's all dirt. It's undulating. There are some challenging parts to it. <laughs> um, if we get a bit of rain, it can be a bit muddy, and we have had to call it off a few times because of rain. Okay, I imagine uh, here in Wando, and when it rains, you do get a lot of water uh, in places. And yeah, yeah, you you, you do, yeah. and because the course is completely dirt. Um, if we've had rain close to the Saturday, it will inevitably be called off. Yeah. It gets a bit dangerous. Okay, and how long has the uh, park run been going here? Well, this is our 35th week. Um, so we started on the 12th of December last year after being approved earlier in 2020. Okay, so and the and uh, how did you go about funding the the course? Oh, that was a two-year <laughs> that was a two-year process. So initially, we approached council with out any joy there Uh, so in order to find the money we had a combination of donations from QGC staff who very kindly seven of them donated $500 each to get us going and we had approached the apex group in town who helped me run a mango drive 
and we they also ran a bar at a local event which gave us the final amount that we needed to start this process. Okay. And something I probably should have asked from the word go, what got you into parkrun? I'm I'm running, running. I started running about eight years ago and discovered that there was parkruns out there and thought it'd be a fantastic idea to have one here, but okay. didn't really know what to do to get it going at that point. So, so my, sorry. So my a girlfriend of mine moved to town, you know, seven eight years seven years ago, and she encouraged me to continue that process. And we had a community meeting to gauge interest, and we sort of took it from there. Started the process. Oh, oh very good actually. The whole <laughs> it's worked out really well. It, it has. And, it and has. It was very good. Uh, as, as you know, uh, three of us came out today and I, I don't think I've ever been through Wondowan before. No, no, I'd never been to Wondowan before I came here the first time either, <laughs> about 12 years ago. Okay, and uh, one of the things we had, we were looking to for accommodation here overnight mm-hmm. and uh, everything was booked out due yeah. to Polo Cross. Yeah, with the state championships, Polo Cross championships are here this weekend um, and it, people come from a long way away for it. There are thousands of people down at the showgrounds at the moment. Um, it's just unfortunate <laughs> that it was this weekend that you tried to get here. There are, however, however, right at our start and finish, there is an amazing little area to camp for caravans. There's fantastic shower, hot showers, all clean, beautiful toilets there right near the start. I, and can, you can, va- I can vouch for this, And yes. you can camp right Right, basically right outside our door there where we start. And what else would there be to do in uh, Wandoan or the general area? I should add actually here, um, we're staying out of town about 40, 50 k's at the old, uh, what's it, Possum... Possum Park. Uh, Possum Park, which mm. is old bunker. and Well, they've got multiple things there for, for anyone who is touristing. Uh, loads of uh, accommodation, but they're actually doing up a plane there at the moment, which I think they've done quite a few over the years. Uh, World War II bunkers. Um, I think that was on the Brisbane line located. For those, of us, for those of you who know a bit of history for Brisbane and the sacrifice they're going to do with northern Queensland, um, but yeah, so in general, uh, people, if they, were he- if they were thinking of heading out this way. Uh, okay, so north of us there is Isla Gorge, which is a really lovely place to visit. There's an Isla Gorge out there. And we do have weirs in this area as well that you can go to. Wondowan is a very small town, and I wouldn't say particularly in Wondowan that there are amazing lot of things to do on a week-to-week basis, but we do have some really cool events, and we've got a camel races coming up on the 9th of October. Yes. Um, which will be a park run day, so people, we've got a nice theme that week of camels and jockeys. So. And do you know the actual date for yeah, that one? Yeah, 9th of October. Thank you very much. 2021, yes. yes, 2021, so we'll be here with our bells on. We've got lots of visitors coming out, and park run visitors coming out for that event there'll be thousands of people here for that no look amber thank you very much and we did enjoy the event today admittedly covered in sweat by the end we we surprisingly get a lot of visitors here to the to the point where uh the local motel here has offers actually offers a a parkrun discount because they've had so many people turn up here for parkrun and stay at the motel the bushlander motel which is literally just behind the parkrun area as well Okay, so further recommendations for um, anyone who happens to be in, what do you class this, sort of uh, west of Brisbane, I don't know, five hours drive? Yeah, we're, hours? About, we're about five hours west of Brisbane, yeah. here three, three to three and a half hours west of Toowoomba. 
um, thoroughly recommend it. And enjoy it. The, the, it's a nice trail run. I was going to say flat, undulating is probably the usual yeah. term that goes through. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's yes. a good group of people. Yeah. Thank you. Is. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for visiting. <laughs> from Lockdown Central. These are unofficial stats and they are only current at the time they are collected. They may differ from the stats you read elsewhere, but why would you do that when you can get it all right here at the Parkrun Adventurers? Yes, Parkies, I am back. Out with the old and in with the new. Stop banging on about the olden days and live in the now. And what's a better way to start than with the children of the future? The young ones have been getting pushed aside in recent weeks, but no more. And what's more, we're going to do a catch-up. Yes, that's right, we're going to do a fortnight of stats. Three junior park runs have had two runs over the last two weeks, with 291 finishes. Bellevue Park, Desconnor Park and Thorndon. We've seen 33 junior first-timers and 110 PBs. And we've seen seven juniors collect the half-marathon milestones. Congratulations to Ada Gossink, Allegra Clark, Ava Partridge, Genevieve Hood, Josephine Monaco, Shervin Sheik and Thomas Moore. In the 5k week, globally the number of events was a post-COVID record of 1,176. There were another six launches, one in Canada, one in Germany, one in the Netherlands, one in Russia and two in the UK. There were 209 runs in Australia, down one, and New Zealand is still on a break. Aussie New Zealand attendance was up 718 to 18,231 out of 162,861 worldwide, which is just 85 more than last week. Down under, we had 2,249 PBs, while 577 people participated for the first time. 43 juniors reached a junior 10 milestone, 88 people reached their 50 milestone, 69 reached their 100 milestone, and 10 people reached their 250 milestone. All pretty similar to last week. Five people called bingo. Karen Langdon was the quickest with a super quick 180 events. Carrie-Anne Berlin was the slowest person taking 314 events. Just three new states people this week. Debbie Pushinishi and Adam Quartermain in the Northern Territory and Lisa McCarthy at White Mark Wharf in Tasmania. Quiet again in the top 20 most events list Jim Woodbridge moves to 6 outright on 172 different events by running at Early Beach. Jane Bigham is now 18th outright after also running at Early Beach. Overall biggest mover was Anne Rayner moving up 12 places to 227. Biggest windexer is Roslow who moves up 17 to 30 which also debuts on the South Australian Top 10 windexers. And that's it. If you didn't get a shout out, try harder next week. <laughs> Oh, what? I'm getting the wind-up signal from Ollie. Another long episode coming. If the oldies would stop waffling, there wouldn't be a problem. So to see these stats in full, and maybe last week's, look for The Informant on Facebook, or visit the blog at www.theinformant.me. That's The Informant, all one word, dot M-E. Well, I'm off to charge the garment and log a streaky. Happy arbitrary 251st. This has been The Informant, and my stats report is heaps better than yours, 
Yes, that's right. I'm talking to you, Mr. Harry Highpants, said Grunts a lot. His royal beigeness. <laughs> he can see me, but he's got no idea what I'm saying. Ah, this is gold. He's going to choke on his milk arrowroot. And thank you to Mark, Tracy, and to Dave for the roving reports. And, and look, thank you to all of our EDs and um, and parkrunners there too. It was lovely to hear from a couple of parkruns we, we haven't heard so much from. I know. Some new places to check out. Yes, yes. When we're allowed to do all that that stuff again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Mel, I think there there might be a growing group of people looking to uh, to take said adventures to different park runs. Oh, uh, are you talking about our new adventurers club, Ollie? I might be. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's growing. We've got 26 members now, two members on the Consolidated Club report already this week as of Monday, Claire at Meadowbrook and Tracy at Bundaberg. Well done. And two noddies as well, Toc and Peter Polman. Yeah, now I feel like I'm letting the side down. You are. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the segue to the not park run results, Matt? <laughs> Ooh, so this was a big thing this week, Ollie. Mm. After the end of the pod where... Abby almost, she, what, threw down the challenge, which was directed at Shell Harbour, I must say, <laughs> <laughs> and, yes. and an encouragement to you to up your game at Shell Harbour. Mm, mm, but which Inverloch, I appreciated. Thank you again, Abby. Yep. <laughs> Inverloch uh, yeah. took the bull by the horns and upped the ante this week, Ollie. They did. Inverloch topped the country. Yes. They came home winners this week with 76 not park runners. Yeah, look, that stump has been busy this week. Absolutely has. Well done, Inverloch. That's that's a fantastic participation. I understand there are plans afoot for potentially even more participation next week, Mel. <laughs> and Windenvale came in second with 59. And Shell Harbour, not a shabby total of 32. Hmm, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but I think uh, there's definitely a war going now, <laughs> I believe. And it, it's, uh, it's yeah, not with Shell Harbour. I'm, assu- I'm assuming it doesn't involve <laughs> Shell Harbour, no. no. <laughs> I think it's the Lock versus Windmill War. <laughs> a friendly war. Yep. Yes, yeah, yeah. This is all friendly. It's all fun. Yeah. Cluck Norris versus the Stomp. <laughs> I wonder what could be the, the you know, best of three. <laughs> best of three. Mm. Okay. Yeah, we should have flags with mascots and things for this. I think, you know, I could really get into this. And uh, we'll see. Do you have any, any hot tips for this week? I've logged my not park run today. Okay. I got in early. Yep. So that's done. What about you? Are you mm. going to do one this week? Oh, yeah. Yep. I'll be out tomorrow morning and, uh, yeah, I'll try and keep it up for most of the week, I hope. I was actually trying to (laughs) – trying is probably a loose term – hoping, imagining that uh, I could take on the elevation challenge that I think uh, was referenced a few episodes ago around upping by 20 metres every day. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) Didn't think that one through. <laughs> Didn't think that one through. 
So uh, I'll track it. I'll see where I wind up. Uh, but let's just say my last two days of two and a bit K walks have not taken me up, uh, what are we, 100 and 120 metres respectively in elevation. Hmm. Yeah, that one didn't last too long. I've got a plan for some Strava art, Ollie. Oh, yeah. I do find it hard to think up. I'm not, I'm not creative in the Strava art kind of a way, but today when mm. I did my street sign challenge, I did accidentally create a little bit of a pattern that I looked at and thought, oh, I could <laughs> make that into something. So I've got a plan mm. now. I've come home and I've looked at Google Maps and I've I've made a plan. So I might have a crack at that in the next couple of days. And I'm very much inspired by Peter Mitchell, I have to say, mm. who mm. did mm. do an impressive effort on the Streaky September group. Well, he posted it on the Streaky September group, his, his Strava art for today. Did you see it? I did. <laughs> I love it. Yes. So what Peter managed to do... Bearing in mind today as of recording is the 6th of September. So he ran a route which created the numeric six. Within that six created the image of a flightless kiwi bird and he also managed to have the total length of the run to be six kilometres. Love it. I think we all stand and take a bow to (laughs) (laughs) to the master that is Peter Mitchell. And uh, yes, yes. Hopefully, we've got even more to look forward to. Not sure that my offering will be in that. I don't know, Mel. I mean, you've got some inspiration there. There's a there's a big month still. It sounds like you're taking inspiration not just from Peter but from Mr. Squiggle. I mean, you're seeing these lines and, you know, creating a masterpiece, I'm sure. So, um, and for our overseas listeners that aren't familiar with Mr. Squiggle, of course, uh, <laughs> fantastic children's television from years gone by. Oh, Ollie, I saw I saw Sonia Polman post her Strava segment today, and I looked at it and I thought, oh, it's an upside down elephant, <laughs> and I totally thought it was Mr. Squiggle. Remember, he used to draw things upside and they would be upside, upside down? down. Yep. That's right. So I'm really hoping that Sonia takes that on board and, and works with that. And I suppose that's that's the point. If you do these things earlier in the month, you've got a chance to redo them because I, I, I too have tried to think of some Strava art. Uh, I've come up with one that looked like it fit into the street pattern, but I'm a bit worried about messing it up because the course is slightly longer than I would have hoped. But I suppose at least I can do it again if I if I mess up part of it. But I mustn't leave it too long, of course, because of the Level Up Challenges. Yes, and we have to announce one of those, Ollie. We do. We've got to give everybody something new because some some people, they're already ticking them all off. Yeah, it looks a bit easy for some. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And and well done. It's fantastic how how creative and and, uh, how well people have embraced it. But I guess by time this podcast is out... If you haven't seen the updated bingo card with your level up challenge, then make your way to your source of all Streaky September bingo cards, the Streaky mm-hmm. September group, Parkrun Adventurers. I'm sure we'll have it on our page and the Strava group. Will it go yes, on there, Mel? It will. Yep. Yes, I'll update it on there. Okay. So inspired by some of the efforts that we've talked about in this podcast, it's time for some street signing. And by that, <laughs> by that, it's it's spelling. So the idea is that you go out and spell a word 
out of the first letters of the street signs in your local area in your bubble if you are locked down into a specific area. So, for instance, with the Pirate Club Challenge today, I went out and found seven street signs that started with the letter C and one that started with the letter R. However, you might choose to spell out the name of a park run that is your Mm. local park run or a park run that's currently locked down. That could be something Mm -hmm. like, ooh, what were the ones? Tulin Creek. Yes, Tulin Creek (laughs) or Bundaberg or... Waterloo Plains. Oh, yes. Yes. That's right, or Kununurra, absolutely. Yeah, or any word, any word that you might like to spell out. You might like to spell out your name, but anything. Yeah, be creative. Oh, look, and, and I think, I think, and I'm going completely off cuff here, more points for the parkrun related. Uh, it's just occurred to me at, at this year's Palm, what was our theme for Dress Up, Mel? Brunch? No, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> I've forgotten. What was our theme? It was parkrun. Oh, okay. It was parkrun. Yes. Yeah. Well, you could spell the word parkrun, couldn't you? You could spell the word parkrun. You could spell your favourite thing about parkrun. You could spell stump. You could. Or you could spell clock. You could spell the envelope. Yep, <laughs> the envelope <laughs> stump. Uh, so, yeah, some ideas. I think everyone gets the gist, so get spelling. Yes, and creative with your composition of your street signs in a photo. And I don't think we need to tell everyone, but let's keep it clean, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. We don't need to bleep any. I don't want to have to get out the, the beep sound effect. The, the blurring signs. Yep. Okay. <laughs> oh. All right. So we'll, um, we'll keep an eye out for that. Yes. Enjoy. And uh, but, Ollie, uh, is that it for today, for this week? I guess it is. Well, Then, as always, you can contact us via Facebook or on our email, which is parkrunadventurers at gmail.com. That's it for another week, and we'll see you all next week for more adventures. dads. I took my dad for a five kilometre not park run and we had ice cream after and I can see what you're doing in vlog and I'm not happy Jam! Bye everyone, stay safe!